Are there some consistent patterns you have in your life that are consistently holding you back from succeeding at the level that you know you're called to? So maybe in business, you're feeling called to create more posts or be more open and vulnerable in your content. Or maybe it's you need you know you need to get on more sales calls and launch that program, that YouTube channel, that Facebook group, whatever it may be. The question is, why aren't you doing that? And what specific needs, consciously or unconsciously, are you meeting by staying small? This is exactly what we talked about in a bonus group coaching call that we did after the collaboration call that we do each week in the serving circle. And we started to find out why it is that we hold ourselves back unconsciously so that we can create that shift that allows us to grow our businesses at the level we know that we're called to. So what you're gonna learn here is one, what are the two top unconscious needs that many people meet when they sabotage their success? Two, what is that one unconscious fear that you must be aware of if you're to succeed at that level that you know you can? And three, when you're moving forward on this on this business journey, how do you consistently move outside your comfort zone and grow in a way where you're making the difference, you're loving more deeply, and especially you're growing at that level that you're called to? So of course, it's in here and in the serving circle where you elevate the consciousness of the planet to the success of your spiritual business. So if you are a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe, obviously support the content, and we'd love to see you in the serving circle where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. One of the things I've been talking about with my clients recently is some awareness that comes around the entrepreneurial journey because there's a few internal things that need to happen in order for you to consistently move past some barriers, some fears, some insecurities, some judgments that come up along the way. I started studying a lot of, in my personal development journey, seven years ago, I think it was seven or eight years ago, the works of, I started with the works of Tony Robbins and going to all of his programs. And then I moved more and more into the business side of things and more and more into the spirituality side of things. And then started to combine them all and obviously what you guys see now is the serving circle. Um, all the things that I just love talking about and love brainstorming on and people I love connecting with. And that's what you see today. Um, one of the things that really got me started was realizing, okay, if I'm moving forward in a way that is uncertain to my mind, that creates a lot of fear and doubt, especially because it goes against societal norms. It starts to, you know, have a lot of fears in the mind of the side of you that wants to hold on to certainty. I realize there's a couple, a couple patterns that are very, very consistent in, um, 
in the entrepreneurial journey. And then when you understand them, when they come to your conscious awareness and you start to ask yourself some deep levels of questions, those patterns can actually start to fall apart. Those patterns can actually start to crumble to a point where you can move forward from a place of more courage. So if you are looking for more courage, there's a couple of things to be aware of. And one of them is whenever we have certain patterns that hold us back from our potential, we have to, if it is a pattern, I'm not talking about a, a random, just one-off thing where you self-sabotage yourself. I mean, a consistent pattern, a consistent pattern of, oh my God, I know I should be posting. I know I should be sharing my truth. I know it's a calling for me to promote this thing or get all more sales calls, you know, market myself in this way, build this YouTube channel or podcast, whatever. It feels exciting. It feels like a calling and consistently I don't do it. Why is that? We really need to ask ourselves of why that is and, and, to, and to reach inside ourselves with radical honesty that says, if I can know why I'm not doing something that's in my highest, I can provide light to it. I can provide awareness and therefore it moves from my unconscious to my conscious awareness where we can start making some real difference. One of the things that we can ask ourselves is if there's a pattern that's consistently holding us back from our potential, we have to ask ourselves, what needs are we meeting? What unconscious or conscious needs are we meeting by consistently sabotaging ourselves? For those of you who know the works of Tony Robbins, love him or hate him, this is one of the biggest tools that helped me radically shift my mindset from employee to entrepreneur is realizing every time I hold myself back, there must be certain ways my mind and my body, are, some certain needs my mind and body are meeting by staying in a, in a small mindset or in a small environment, one that's not in my expansion. So there are certain needs that people meet. We won't go through all of them. I won't go through all of them in detail. I do that with my clients. We don't have time here, but for the sake of this chat, um, one thing that I really want to highlight are two specific needs, two specific needs that generally society and our Western culture prioritize above all else. And that is certainty and significance. When we, when we move, when we grow up, when we evolve through society, when we're taught by our parents and we go to school and all of a sudden we look to go to higher education, get a job and succeed in whatever we feel called to, the things that we value along the way, the things that uh, we're taught and the things that are passed down to us through patterns are to make sure you stay safe, make sure you meet this need of certainty, right? Make sure that you're, you stick with what's familiar, what's comfortable, what's safe. Because if you do that, you know you're going to be okay. So even think financially. A lot of people are like, hey, you got to get a well-paid job. Why? You'll be safe. You'll be comfortable. Let's get a high-end high job. Why? 
maybe your ego says that's how I also get significance. If I'm finally in a position where I can uh, grow a business or I can succeed in a career or I can make my life look this way, then other people look at me and think, oh my God, that person's awesome. Therefore, I get my love, my worthiness and my egoic significance through, uh, through my achievements, through my possessions, right? So now all of a sudden, if your mind and your biochemistry is hardwired to value certainty and safety and also value significance, because we all need that at some level, we all need to feel safe and we all need to feel at some level that we're wanted, needed, unique, special, right? Who gets that? These are certain needs that we all need to meet. The question is, how are you meeting them? How are you meeting those needs? All of a sudden, when we go from a world where we may be safe, we may have these little ego hits of significance. When we start to grow a business, we need to look at ourselves and ask ourselves a question. As I grow my business, where are these patterns playing a role? Is my mind and body trying to guide me to be more safe and be more comfortable being what's familiar? Because if that if that's the case, all of a sudden you're grown, you're trying to grow your marketing, grow your business, your clientele, add value to people with through this filter of I want to stay safe. I want to stay with what's familiar, what's comfortable and what what's known. And think about the level of significance. If your biochemistry in your mind is hardwired to make sure that you can feel significant, you may be trying to build your business to feel significant and trying to you know, go through that filter of I need to be loved. And if that's the case, it may bring up insecurities of what happens if you fail. If you fail, if you fall down, if you look silly, if you make a mistake, it takes this big hit to your ego that says, oh my God, I'm not enough. Other people, I'm not going to get that need of significance. So who's following here? Who, who at some level has been able to notice the patterns in their mind and in their body on the entrepreneurial journey where they hold themselves back so they can meet those needs of significance and certainty? It's pretty common, hey? So how do we break that pattern? How do we start to say, okay, I'm no longer going to sabotage myself and move and I'm no longer going to hold myself back and play small through the filters of certainty and significance? Well, my question is, what do you value that's more than that? What do you value on this entrepreneurial journey that's more than certainty and significance? Like really, why are you on this journey? What's your big why? What's your big purpose? What's your big passion? What's your, what's your mission? What's this calling inside you? At some level, if you're in this community, no doubt you will resonate with some of the needs that are referred to by me and through the works of Tony Robbins. The needs that go beyond just the need to feel significant and need to feel safe and comfortable and certain. And they may be the, the, the needs of deeper levels of love, deeper levels of growth and deeper levels of contribution. 
if you in yourself, if you value deeper levels of love, deeper levels of growth and deeper levels of contribution, and you value those above the need to feel safe and significant, you're going to live a completely different life. You're going to build a completely different business. Why is that? Because some of those are in conflict. If you're consistently growing, like think of it this way. If you value certainty at your highest of values, how much are you going to be growing? You may be growing, but you're only growing at the level that you feel comfortable with, right? That your mind feels safe with. Another way of saying that is if you are making a decision that you know through your growth, you will only take that leap if you feel safe. You'll only take that leap if you feel uh, if you feel comfortable and if it's known enough. So, for example, if you jump into a business program, like people who have jumped into my business program, this is what we learn and this is the, the leap that they take. But let's say you have a marketing uh, message and you're about to launch a launch a product or launch a course. And all of a sudden what happens is you know it's in your growth, but you will only take that leap if if you feel safe enough to take it. That's if you value certainty above growth. If you value deeper levels of growth above safety, you live a completely different life. Your structure is completely different. Where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I may grow consistently. And as long as I'm growing, I know I'll be okay. So therefore, whether it's known, it feels scary, it feels uncertain, you know, it, it, fe it feels like this is a huge, massive leap. You're still going to take it if you value growth over certainty. What about deeper levels of love? Is love scary? Deep levels of love and vulnerability? You betcha. It's scary for you to walk across the room and ask someone out or someone that you're dating, tell them that you deeply love them or whatever it is. It's scary. You're putting yourself on the line. You're putting yourself in a, in a way that is... Um, in a way that's super vulnerable. That's scary to the mind. But if you value love above certainty, you'll do it. Right, are we following this? This is the major question. What's your value? What's your value? What's your, what's your hierarchy of these needs? If you place certainty and significance above love, growth and contribution, it's going to be a completely different life, completely different, uh, completely different business. So let me ask you this. If you do have certainty and significance, which are very positive needs, but can be, but can lead to destructive patterns. If, if met in a way that's not serving you, but you have these other spiritual needs towards love, growth and contribution. Why isn't you would just stick to these values? Why isn't if they're both equal, why would why wouldn't you just go to love, growth and contribution over certainty and significance? Why do we play safe? The question reveals something that's a little bit scary, and that is to let think about your life. If you were to live a life where you where you value safety, and think about a life where you value growth, 
What's different in those scenarios? Obviously, the level of growth allows you to face certain fears. Deep fears come up. To cut to the chase, that where all fears lead is this deep seated wound, core pattern, trauma around not being enough. We all have this, anyone who studied deep levels of psychology or studied the works of personal development, Tony Robbins, like this sort of, this, this sort of uh, discipline knows that as a baby, every single person, if you were once a baby, you once went through this and that is the period of, of in your psyche and in your biochemistry, knowing that if you're not loved, you won't survive. You put a baby out in the middle of the forest, they don't have anything to protect themselves. They must rely on the parents or the adults in their life, caretakers, to, they must be nurtured, they must be loved in order to survive. Therefore, biochemi biochemically, we are hardwired for love. That's why this unconscious pattern runs through our filter as we build our business that says, oh my God, if I don't do this, if I don't succeed, it triggers this trauma that if I'm not enough, I won't be loved and I won't survive. Hence why whenever you're doing something scary in your business, it literally triggers the, the fight flight response, literally in your, in your body. Cause your mind's saying, Hey, if you fail at this and all of a sudden you're not enough and you won't, you won't, you won't be loved. You're going to die. That's what your mind's saying. So therefore, when we're living this life of valuing deeper levels of love, deeper levels of growth, deeper levels of contribution, if you're living your life like that, what's also at risk is this deep wound, this deep fear, this deep trauma that says, I better succeed. I better look this way. I better have people view me in this way. If I'm not, I'm not going to survive. I'm not, I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to survive. And that's the, that's the wound, that's the pattern that you must lean into. And that's the pattern that you're avoiding by staying safe, by valuing safety and significance above all else. You don't have to face that fear. You stay in your comfort zone, you stay in your safety, you stay in what's familiar. You don't have to face that fear. As soon as you build a business, you have to face that fear. Who's following me? We can ask ourselves these questions as soon as we start to do our marketing, as soon as we start to launch our product, as soon as we get on a sales call, we can see what's coming up within ourselves. And you can ask yourself the question, what am I valuing? And what's my, what's my, what's my hierarchy of needs? What am I valuing most? Now, as soon as those patterns come up, as soon as you reach that pivot point of trauma, of wounds, of patterns that says, holy shit, I'm not enough. I won't be loved. Many of you know my work and many of you know uh, the, the processes that I walk people through, but to give you a bit of a guidance, bit of guidance for those of you who don't, most people build their business and try to find a way to succeed so they can please the side of them that says, oh my God, if I succeed at this, finally, I'll be enough. 
finally I'll be loved, right? If I succeed at this, my mum's going to approve of me. Probably going to win back my ex. I'm going to whatever, fill in the blank. I'm going to be able to finally get that credibility and that recognition from my peers, from society that says, yes, you get the tick. You're finally enough. You can be worthy of love. You're going to be okay. So we're faced with that wound, that trauma. What if you don't succeed? What if you make a mistake? What if you fail? What if no one buys your product, your course, whatever? What do you feel in here? Most people are, are building their business to avoid that feeling. They're, they're building their business to avoid the feeling of not being enough. So they're navigating this world. I want to succeed and I want to do this thing and feel enough. But if I fail, holy shit, that's the scariest thing in the world. My question to you is what happens if you don't avoid it? What happens to me? What happens if you don't build your business in this game to try to avoid that feeling of not being enough? Instead, you welcome it. So here's what I would ask. Is there something in your life right now, a decision or an action that you know you need to take that you're not taking because of this because of the avoidance of this feeling of not being enough. Is there a decision? Is there an action, whether it's increase your prices, whether it's put this product out there, mark yourself in this way, start this YouTube channel or podcast or whatever, start this community. Is there a decision that you're called to that feels expansive that you're not taking because you're avoiding this fear of not being enough? And ask yourself the question here, what does your mind really fear? What is your mind scared of that if this is to happen or not happen, it will bring up that fear. It'll bring up that wound. It'll bring up that trauma. Whether it's no one buys, whether it's I go broke, whether it's I look silly, I do this live and my hair's out of place and someone's like, oh my God, your hair's all over the place. I don't know, whatever it is for you. Hence, it's a familiar feeling <laughs> in every round of golf I play. I'm right with you, brother. Like, what is it? What is that for you? What is this decision, action that you know you're being called to take, but you're not taking it because you don't want to feel this feeling of not, I'm not, I'm not enough. And then imagine taking that taking that action making that decision and it not working out what happens if that fear does come about what will you feel in here what will you feel what emotions would come up what sensations would exist in your body and this is where you give yourself the space to love the side of you who's not enough Love the side of you, I should say, love the side of you who believes they're not enough. Love this side of you, hold space for this side of you who has the belief, who has the illusion that they're not enough and that they're not loved. We need to start loving all sides of us, the sides of us that fear going broke, being judged, being abandoned, being rejected, 
making mistakes, the more we energetically love the sides of us that have those fears and have those traumas, have those wounds, and we feel it physically in our body, those patterns start to heal. This is my main intention. A lot of you guys know my story of, of meditating two hours a day in silence for about two years. This is my main intention to saying what's ready to come up, what's ready to be seen. Let's hold that in my body and let's start to breathe with it. As soon as you welcome in your body and you give yourself permission to feel fear or rejection or doubt or frustration or anger, you hold that in your body and you give it the space to breathe. You give it the space to express itself. It starts to purge. And of course it starts to heal. So does anyone have any particular questions? Does anyone have anything coming up for them that they want to ask about this process, how this relates to them? Feel free to raise your hand or if you want to unmute, feel free to do so. Hans, what do you got for us? No, I just wanted to get a, you know, I trust God. Everyone else bring me data. Which is, a, which is a joke that, uh, that uh, I, I find, I like to have specific examples. I, mean, I know what I, I fear uh, and what I struggle with, but I wonder what are, you know, what is an example that you can point to and a solution that you use to mm -hmm. move through that fear. And I, like everyone else here, I do have a fear of success because you know there's a there's a wonderful comment I make. You know, if you look at good messages, Christ's message was pretty powerful, and they crucified him as well. So there is a there is a there is a fear mm -hmm. of of that. I don't want to be out there. I don't want the masses to know me but I can work through other people. I can be the true servant leader that creates an environment, yeah? And then also the question is, am I really being selfish? Is Adam Smith right? Is everything that we do motivated by self-interest? And I would say, yes, I have a self-interest in making good on my purpose, mm -hmm. whether that be driven by safety and security or by love and growth and whatever, mm -hmm. there, is, there is that need for me to feel yes on my deathbed, that wasn't, I wasn't a waste of space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tackle the second question first. Um, I want you guys to imagine that you're living a life where you put your feet on the floor every morning out of bed and in that reality, you truly live a life where you're consistently growing, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, physically, in your relationships, in your business, like financially, it, like you're consistently growing, progressing, evolving in each area. Not only that, you're always growing, but you're always loving more deeply. You're finding yourself to love yourself more deeply, love life more deeply, love others more deeply in your intimate relationships with your family, with your friends. You're consistently growing deeply in your relationships and in your love with yourself and with life. And then also you're, you're filtering that growth and filtering that love so that you're contributing, so that you can make a difference that's bigger than yourself, right? So you can 
consistently give the world the love that it needs and know that you're you're on your path to uh to doing what you're meant to do here if you're consistently living that life imagine that question is if you're always living that way you're consistently growing evolving expanding if you're to live that way for the rest of your life what's the belief around that you're going to be okay like do you feel this deep level of divine safety divine protection as hans is playing a divine trust that everything's happening for divine reason everything's happening for a divine purpose if that flows through you you're actually still meeting your need of certainty but you're meeting it in a very different way because we all value our needs in different ways but we also meet our needs in different ways what we call the vehicle how do you meet your need of certainty i learned this some people meet their need of certainty for for uh by never leaving the house why is this true some people meet their need of certainty by never leaving the house some people actually meet their need of certainty by always leaving the house and learning something new if i realize within myself if, my, if i'm always growing always growing and, and learning i know i'm going to be okay if I'm always learning and no matter what happens, I take the lesson and move forward. I have this divine safety. It's divine certainty. So I'm still meeting my need of certainty, but it's through the filter of growth, right? Also imagine living that way, always loving more deeply, growing and contributing at deeper, deeper levels. And they're always expanding. How significant do you feel in yourself? How unique, special, wanted, cared for do you feel within yourself? You're still meeting the need of significance, right? There's still that core need that's still met, but it's just met in a higher quality way, right? Is it true some people uh, meet their need of significance by pushing others down? Of course. Is it true that people meet their need of significance by building others up? Of course, it's still the same need. The same core need that's in here still has that tick that says, yep, I'm meeting that need. It's just a question of what's the, what's the vehicle? What's the way in which you're doing that? And are you meeting your needs of certainty and significance in ways that also lead to deeper levels of love, growth, and contribution? This making sense? So the first question for you, Hans, was around a, a, a core example. So yes, we all have this fear, you know, we all have certain fears as we move forward in our business. Some of it are fear failure, some of it are fear success, some fear judgment, some fear going broke, whatever it may be. There's all of that with me as well. Hence why I probably meditate so much. But with the, um, you know, some core, core patterns within me is building this community. Now, as soon as I built the uh, a group, you know, six years ago, whatever, whenever I started the group, um, where when it wasn't the serving circle, but it was something else, I'm like, who wants to hear from me? No one wants to hear from me. They've all got their books with their Tony Robbins and their Eckhart Tolle and, you know, 
Wayne Dyer and all these things. Like, who wants to join a Facebook group where there's this guy who looks like he's 12 years old and he's talking about life? So there's these doubts, there's these fears, there's these um, wounds around rejection, not being good enough. Who am I to be doing this? So those sort of things come up all the time, even now. Wounds, traumas around money, around being enough, around, you know, the, the, um, you know, the pressures of having a community and having an audience and consistently serving and finding new ways of adding value, these sort of things. To me, when I sit in my meditation, maybe this will help your hands, but when I sit in my meditation, I imagine all of those fears happening. I imagine all those fears happening of, hey, what if I put out the best content ever and metaphorically I'm put on the cross? And I'm like, the main question for me is, what does that bring up in here? If I am put on the cross, or if I am rejected, or if Facebook decides to ban my account, kick me off, whatever, um, what does that bring up in me? What emotions does that bring up in me? If that brings up certain fears, if it brings up certain traumas, it brings up certain wounds, let's welcome it. Let's welcome those things and hold in our body. A lot of my, um, a lot of my uncertainty come like I feel in my stomach and solar plexus and it feels very heavy. I'm like, cool, let's just allow that to be heavy. Let's allow that to be as heavy as it needs to be. And as I allow the heaviness to be there and I welcome it and breathe with it, I imagine this side of me, this inner five-year-old who fears being rejected, who fears if I, if I'm an outcast, I'm, I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to survive. I breathe, I breathe through that. I hold a loving safe space for this inner five-year-old to just feel whatever they need to feel, believe whatever they need to believe. And all of a sudden I start coming from the consciousness of the observer, the observer of that pattern, the observer of that side of me. And instead of making my decisions and actions in business through the filter of my five-year-old, I'm able to do it through the filter of the observer of this five-year-old. Where I can start to see, oh, this, this side of me has pain. This side of me has fears. This side of me has traumas and wounds. Let's give myself permission to breathe with that. Welcome in, in my body where it can start to heal. It can start to be in a, in a, in a space of, um, you know, more and more love. And in its own time, it'll start to leave. This is really the process. This is really the recognition of, of, of seeing that things are coming up because they're coming out. Things are coming up because they're ready to be seen. They're ready to be healed and they're ready to leave. We just need to give our, our, our bodies, our spirits, the space to do so. Another example, before every collaborative call, I'm always breathing because there's a side of me who says, Tyson, your worthiness is attached to how many people show up. If two people show up, then you're like a, you're like a two out of 10. If, you know, 25 people show up, then you're this, this amount, whatever. There's a side of me who believes that, that my worthiness is dependent upon how many people show up and how many people engage and whatever it may be. Um, Cause I've gone on the journey of the collaborative calls 
starting with like 10 people and then going to 30 people and 40 people and 50 people and then back down to 20 people and 15 people and then it just does this crazy thing and it's just my this is like life saying Tice in this neutral environment outside of you what's being a trigger in this neutral environment outside of you where are you triggered so that you can see inside yourself where you can do some inner healing so that's what i do hands i'd imagine your life of immense success and people shooting you down or people rejecting you and saying hey what does that bring up in me what fears insecurities what feelings what emotions what sensations come up in me and welcome it right welcome that welcome that and hold space for the side of you who fears that scenario I love it, Tyson. Thank you very much. When you were talking, one one thing came up. Um, you know, for two things. One is let that shit go. In 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 golf, you see it, feel it, trust it. You cannot second guess between the feel it and trust it. You've got to get into that zone. You've got to know that it's that it is your path. So no more no more naval introspection. And then another another quote I will leave you with. I just uh, thank you, thank you for laughing, MJ. I always, I always love it when I, when the when the jokes. Um, anyway, so in times of change, learners inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. So clearly, we are always, 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 always on that journey of growth. Otherwise, we find ourselves beautifully equipped <laughs> for a world that is no longer existing. So, but thank you, Tyson. You're, I love the way you put that from the observer perspective. Mm. I had my Facebook account shut, not shut down, but I got a warning from Facebook for something I did on a group. And I thought, well, if it's gone, it's gone. Hmm. But it does also make sure that we are aware that our content, our contact, our contacts in our phone, those are our assets. And, and we would do well to make sure that there is a place that they don't disappear. Um, so if Facebook does take us down, then we have a we have a list of contacts who are happy to hear from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got it. That's why everyone who signed up for the collaborative call, your emails are in my database where you're safe. So if I ever get shut down, uh, I know how to contact you, and we can we can stay in touch. So and you're an awesome you're an awesome success, Tyson, because what you've managed to do with your energy is to have us promote you while we are also promoting ourselves by inviting people to this particular call. And there's, there's, you know, it's that Zig Ziglar, we can have anything that we want, so long as we are prepared to help enough other people get what they want. And I, and I, I thank you for that forum, uh, for providing that forum for us. That's, that's, that's what this is about. I mean, uh, I think I think moving forward, the um, the takeaway here is when you're making decisions and taking actions in business, ask yourself these key questions. Ask yourself the questions of, hey, where is that coming from? Where is the energy that this decision is being made? 
what am I valuing most? And is there, is there an emotion that I'm avoiding? Is there an emotion that I'm avoiding? By trying to make this a success or by trying to, or by trying to not make this decision, what emotion am I avoiding? So I ask myself these questions in business and that's, this is what I've done over the years to build the serving circle. You know, I'm thinking, how else can I be of service? How else can I, um, how else can I, actually, this is a funny thing. I know some of you may know this, um, in growing the collaborative calls. So my group started to evolve and start to grow as I started to add more value. And then an, a, a, an insecurity came up within me of people taking advantage of me. So then people were um, joining the group and not connecting or anything, but just promoting themselves in the group. And a fear in me was kicked up, an insecurity in me that says, oh my God, they're taking advantage of my group, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. What is What am I here to sit with? And of course it was some wounds and traumas of, of my past where people have taken advantage of me or, you know, being nasty to me, not, not had my best interest in, in heart, whatever it may be. That's what was coming up in me because it was leaving. So those people posting in my group, promoting themselves um, was a, an angel in disguise for me to see within myself what I need to love more. I need to love the side of me who has that fear, who has that um, abandonment or, the, or the, the, the pain of other people taking advantage of me, whatever it may be. Um, so I can take that power back instead of trying to build my business. Well, I'm like, no one can promote ever in anything. And I'm just like severely trying to protect my own um, community. Um, I don't need to do that anymore. And that's why it came up within myself. I held space for it. I love the side of me that could be rejected or judged or abandoned and um, taken advantage of and held loving safe space for that inner child. As that wound started to heal, one question came up with in my mind that said, what if you give the space for everyone else to promote themselves except you? What if you had a call where everyone jumped on and they, all they did was promote themselves and you didn't say shit? I'm like, let's do that. Let's do the collaborative call. And this was probably three years ago, but the collaborative call was birthed out of me wanting to approach that fear and then as soon as everyone starts to promote themselves, I'm like, what comes up in me, right? And then I just had the, the goal or the intention to hold loving safe space, no matter what anyone else said, what anyone else did, I see myself in them. I come from more and more of a place of unconditional love and, and um, unity consciousness. And then, I was a, and then I'm able to hold that space more and more. And then if I do get triggered, awesome. That's what it's there for. And I, then that led to me really being of service and saying, oh, people do want to promote themselves. Let's give them the space to do so. If they want to jump in the serving circle and land a whole bunch of clients, that's awesome. Like if people are meant to work with each other, they're meant to work with each other. And there's no scarcity here. We come from a place of love, place of abundance. And um, that's the energy I wanted to provide as I do my own inner healing. That's what the serving circle, that's how the serving circle was, um, was born. The collaborative calls were born. And obviously this energy more and more of, um, we're all meant to work with each other. You know, we're all walking each other home. And if we're able to go on this journey together, um, I, it's just a, it's just an honor to be able to hold that space for people to do so. Can I, sorry, I have one, one more question because you bring up a very good point. 
Um, and I love the way you dealt with it and, and had it transform because that is something that I'm also dealing with now with growing the Healthy Neighborhoods Project Fireside Chat, which will, which is, which is a dear, dear place to my heart. And I know that, that Mary MJ has been there. Um, so how have you successfully, I, I joke, everyone, everyone is welcome, but not everyone is invited. So how, so how do you, how have you successfully managed to not get the people into your wonderful calls that can be a disruptive element? Mm. Yeah, it is, it is a, there, there are a couple elements of being mindful about that because every time I ask someone what the value is that they got within the serving circle, the vast majority say it's the energy. So I'm like, oh, cool. I need to protect the energy. I need to um, be in a space of um, valuing the energy. So therefore, I don't do actually a lot of outreach and promotion for the serving circle. Um, a lot of people are invited, um, you know, uh, through the through the serving circle members who already know who's a good fit. So that's one way in which I do that is heavily relying on you guys and trusting you guys to see who needs to be in this community. If it doesn't look like someone's been invited, then I reach out to that person to make sure that they're a right fit for this. Um, you know, there are a few people every month who, um, who I, I don't, um, approve of in, you know, in the approval of the thing. And it's still from a place of unconditional love. It's still from a place. I actually still reach out and be of service. Um, but it, what, what we do need to create here is the, en the energy is what gives the most value. So that's something we need to be mindful of. And we can also add love to the people who may not be a good fit, right? Um, not, it's not meant to be for everyone. It's a, it's a, it's a community of spiritual entrepreneurs who value those sort of, um, value those sort of things in their life. So that's really what I've learned along the way. Um, I have had to, uh, you know, approach a few people who weren't the right fit along the way as well. And I had to learn how to be a leader in that way. That was uncomfortable for me, but that's a sort of, you know, protective space I like to have for my community. Um, but that's really to answer your question. That's what I do is I, those who are invited, I, I do trust that process. Um, those who are, those who haven't been invited, we go through, through other organic means. I do reach out to them and have a chat and make sure it is a good fit. Um, but as I do that, uh, there's also a deeper level of trust in that if the energy here is strong, it will amplify to attract those who are meant to be here. And those who join and who might not have those same values um, tend not to stay. So that's just what I, but I do heavily rely on everyone as well to give me feedback for the other members to see who is a fit and who's not a fit. I do heavily rely on other people. So um, everyone feel free to reach out to me if you want to give shout outs to people who are a good fit or people who you have questions of who may not be a good fit, definitely be in contact with me um, regarding that as well, because I think that's, I think that's super important. Who's got questions? Anyone got questions before we finish up? Just been helpful. You got some key questions in mind to make sure that you ask yourself before you take some actions, make some decisions. 
I don't have a question at this moment, but I just want to thank you for doing your own work that has allowed you to be, to hold this space and be in this space so that you can give in the way that you're giving because it's well received. You know, I just really appreciate you and honor you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Like I said, it's an honor. It's an honor to, to hold this space for people. I find it fun. I mean, to be able to do this full time is to me a blessing. It is an absolute blessing. So, yeah. um, I thank all of you for being here and thank all of you for holding the space for me and helping me on this journey. Um, and I just do whatever I can to, to be of service and help you in that way as well. Um, so we'll finish up there guys. This will be a, a podcast episode as well. If you want to listen on, um, on podcast app or on YouTube channel, or whatever that may be, um, to reach out and have, if you have any questions there, if you've got any questions about the serving circle, reach out and let me know. Thank you guys for being here. I'll see you guys. Same day and time next week, okay? Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.